Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. This is Pint Glass Football. We talk NFL and college football. Pintglassfootball.com is the website. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I'm your host, Brad Fowler. What's up, PGF Nation? We are going to preview today each of the NFL divisional round games and make betting picks and predictions for each one. As always, I'll be joined by my co-host, Alex Higdon, but we also have a special guest today to help us break it down, Terrell Jones, who's a consultant for Wisdom Gaming and a former NFL strength coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers. Terrell, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, I'm, you know, again, I'm always fortunate. I feel fortunate. So I've been involved in six playoff games, one NFC championship, and I was part of three division champion championships teams as well. Wow. Well, that's that's why we've got you on here, Terrell, because we've had you on the show before. It's been a while. We we had you on early in the year previewing the NFL season, talking about a lot of games. I know you were out at the, a lot of different NFL training camps, giving us some really good inside information on these teams. And here we are, fast forward, the divisional round. We've got teams that are trying to punch their ticket to the AFC and NFC Championship, and I can't wait to get your take. And I, I, Let's start here, Terrell, and I'll, I'll start with you. Texans Ravens. This game is going to be Saturday. It's 4:30 Pacific or excuse me, 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be on ESPN and ABC. Right now the Ravens are a 9-point favorite. What are you looking for in this game? In like what matchups are you watching for? What are you going to be circling in this one? Well, I'm going to be circling the the battle between the offensive line of the Texans and the defensive line of the Ravens. Clowney's had a great year. It's nice when 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 you get a lot of incentives into your contract and you you know and you hit those incentives and you perform. Um, but also too, I'm going to be looking at those the linebackers for the Ravens with Queen back there and Smith. And we know that with with the Texans, they you know they like to use you know the tight end as much as they possibly can. But those two linebackers back there are going to be interesting to watch that matchup. But I guarantee you this. Bobby Slocum coming from the Niners, that he's watched the game film from the Niners and the Ravens and what George Kittle did to those linebackers as well. So I'm going to be definitely watching that. And of course, you know, you got to watch C.J. Stroud, see how he's going to perform as well. Alex, what are you looking for in this game? What matchups are really standing out to you in this matchup? I actually agree with Terrell on this one. Um, really looking at, and, and you, we were talking about just off air that I was watching tape. I was actually watching a lot of tape from that. I had already looked at the Green Bay tape, and I was looking at the the uh, Houston Texans and Cleveland tape. I noticed that C.J. Stroud, a majority of his dropbacks are five- and seven-step dropbacks, and that is going to be a problem if you're trying to do that against the Ravens. So Bob Slowick, I'm sure he's taking a look at that. I'm hoping that there's been some things that he's going to change because I don't think he's going to be able to do that. Uh, against the Ravens and the pressure that they're going to bring, especially up the middle from Mitabuke. So there's gonna it's going to be interesting to see how those route concepts get shortened and a lot of changes that he brings forth. Yeah, this is going to be a massive test for this Texas team going up against this Baltimore defense. I, I think that's something I'm watching for sure. This was the hottest team in the NFL down the stretch. They won six of their last seven games. Look, I'm not going to bore you guys with analytics, but this defense for the Ravens is one of the best we've seen 
in the last 10 years yep. from an analytics standpoint. And it really starts with defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. He has to be one of the hottest head coaching names in the NFL circles right now. Now, offensively, I think Lamar has really taken his game to the next level this year. We've talked a lot about him this year, how good he's looked in this Todd Munkin offense with some of these new playmakers, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham. They've added some firepower on the outside. He finished the season hot as well. Now, the offense, they're balanced. The defense is elite. And so are their special teams. This is a very, very complete team in Baltimore. I like Baltimore in this game. This is going to be obviously a home game for them. Big-time road test, big-time environment in the playoffs. I like Baltimore. It sounds like you guys are on the same page here. You like Baltimore in this game? Yeah, I like I like Baltimore. Um, you know, and you, you talk about Lamar Jackson, and you talk about the balance. I guess there's a possibility that Mark Andrews may come back. But I think what people are forgetting is how well uh, Isaiah likely performed in Mark Andrews' absence. So, but yeah, I like I like Baltimore in this game. Alex, are you leaning towards the Ravens as well, or do you think Houston has a chance here? I think Houston has a chance, but I just think I think it may remain a little bit close. But I don't think that Houston has a running game to really offset what they're not going to yes. be able to do against the pass. It's not the wind. I already looked at you know I'm a weather guy, uh, Brad. I already looked. The wind won't be a factor per se, but that cold weather. The warm confines of um, NRG Stadium will not be there. So a lot of things they were able to take advantage of against Cleveland, won't they won't have that to their advantage in the cold of Baltimore. So I think it'll perhaps remain close during the first half, but I can see Baltimore taking over and just putting their foot firmly on their neck in the second half. Now, Terrell, like I said in the beginning here, Baltimore nine-point favorites here. From a betting standpoint, I know you like Baltimore, but do you think there's value with the Texans getting nine points, or do you feel comfortable laying nine here with the home team? I feel comfortable with Baltimore. Again, I think that with that defense, I think the defense is going to be the the, the turning factor in this game. CJ, if I'm not mistaken, they've seen them once before, but that that defense has turned themselves up. So, but yeah, I mean, I would I would take the I would take Baltimore, you know, minus nine. Alex, what about you here? Where are you? Uh, where are you putting the money out on this one? Yeah, I'm going. I'll lay the points and take Baltimore. Like I said, that second half, I think they're going to be able to do some things and hold hold Houston down. Now, the over under of forty five and a half, that I'm not sure about, but I definitely can lay the nine and feel comfortable with Baltimore taking over in the second half. Yeah, you know, I didn't bring up the over under, but I'm going to lean towards the under there because I think we're going to have two pretty good defensive teams here. For me, I'm taking the Texans plus nine. Now, I like Baltimore to win this game, but there's too much value getting nine points here for me to pass on. Lamar Jackson, as great as he's been, he's almost certainly locked up the MVP. We've seen him struggle in the playoffs in years past. Now, this Ravens team is better than they have been. I'll take them to win, like I said, but I think D'Amico Ryans is going to have his guys ready to play. Their defense, I think, is going to be able to keep this game a little closer than people expect. C.J. Stroud, we know this kid has been amazing, the rookie of the year, I think certainly, but he wasn't nearly as good on the road this year as he was at home. And, and you mentioned that, Alex. I think that does play a factor. Mike McDonald is going to give him some looks and some pressures that he hasn't seen yet. So I definitely like Baltimore in this game. I like taking the points here from a betting standpoint, but I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Let's shift to the Packers and 49ers. 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite. This game is Saturday at 815 on Fox. Tara, I'll start with you again. 
what are you looking for in this matchup? We've got this young Packers team that's really been playing some good football. 49ers, the one seed. They've been one of the best teams all year. How do these teams match up? I mean, you look at you look at the, all the weapons that the Niners have. Of course, you know, you have McCaffrey, you know, you have Debo, you have Brandon, you have, you know, George Kittle, and, you know, you have Brock Purdy. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are looking at what the Packers did to the Cowboys and trying to compare the two. Well, you can't, in my opinion, you just can't compare the two. You, you, you just can't. Alexander is their best DB. He doesn't travel, which I think is, a, you know, I mean, even, even if he did travel, who would, he, who would he go to? That's the thing. Who would he cover? And I, I look at the Packers running game. Yeah, they, they ran all over the Cowboys, but it's not the same defense. You know, you've got Fred Warner. You've got, the, you know, you've got all those defensive linemen that they brought in, you know, from Chase Young to, you know, to uh, Randy Gregory. It's going to be a NASCAR package for them as well. So I'm, I'm looking at the Niners, and I tell you the truth, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. I really, really don't think it's going to be close because the Niners know they have something to prove. But also, too, for me, you know, for my years of working with Kyle, Kyle always holds something in his back pocket that you don't see until the playoffs come. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, even though LaFleur has worked with Kyle, but Kyle still has something. So, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't see it's going to be close. I think the Niners beat him. Alex, what do, you, what do you think here? Obviously, two guys from that that Shanahan, that McVay coaching tree, similar style of offenses. We've got the young team with all these young playmakers, and then we've got the veteran team. Do the Packers have a chance here? What is your thoughts? I'm taking San Francisco, but let's just talk about the Packers because that'll be the team we look at and say, well, how could they disrupt what the 49ers are going to do? One, I think it's really more on the offensive side, and that's the point of when we have seen them beaten at least defensively it's been they've caused a lot of confusion in that defensive backfield we know Sha davis ward is a guy but then there's something to be desired for the other three that how you fungo when there kind of cleans up the other things when Sha davis ward is doing shutdown work on the other side so i think there's some things that they can do and some route concepts that they could perhaps come up with but again you are going against a guy who is one of the best route, route concept developers in the league and kyle shanahan who's probably having and working extensively with steve wilkes and that defense to prepare them for some of the things that they're going to be able to see. But I think the real key here is going to be the running game. So Green Bay is 28th against the run. They give up 128 yards rushing, and that's not something you want to do when you're going to be facing the best running back in Christian McCaffrey and be at the bottom of the league in terms of the amount of rush yardage you're giving up. So I think this may be a big game for Christian McCaffrey, because I don't think the Green Bay Packers are very young. Well, actually, if I'm not mistaken, they are the youngest team in the division. So when you start talking about route concepts and confusing people, I think Kyle Shanahan also has the edge there in the passing game as well, because that defense is so young. Jair, to what you alluded to, uh, Terrell, is there. However, they're still very young across the board in every other position. There's not no true veteran. I think the average their average age is about 24.5 overall. So mm-hmm. I think the youth and everything, but again, and I know something that Packers fans don't want to hear, but this is you're ahead of schedule. Yes. Right. It's similar to me and Brad who are ahead of schedule calling out and saying the Green Bay Packers would have won the division, but you are ahead of schedule. You found receivers. And remember, Christian Watson wasn't even there last week and they did that. You found your quarterback. You're solid at running back. You have a young defense. Lucas Van Ness, Kenny Clark, these guys are young and you're not paying anybody. So you're doing Packer-like things like you have always done. You are what a lot of teams are trying to figure out right now. You are ahead of the you, – so you're they're play, they get to play fast and they get to play loose. And when you can do that, you never know what can happen. However, I'm still going to stick with the 49ers here. 
Well, you know, and I think you forgot one important running back, uh, Alex. You forgot Debo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the versatility of Shanahan's offense, those two hybrid guys, so to speak, Christian McCaffrey and Debo, the way he can use those guys in and out of the backfield, at wide receiver, at running back, it creates such a headache for defenses. And look, I'm with you, Alex. This team is ahead of schedule. I, I love this young team. Jordan Love, man, he showed incredible accuracy last week. He's been awesome. They have young playmakers that are fun to watch on the outside. It goes young tight end but I think we've all hit on it here this is a much bigger test this week the Cowboys are not in the same league as the 49ers and we saw it earlier this year when San Francisco just destroyed the Cowboys I expect like Alex said a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey in the running game and I think it could be a real problem for this Packers defense Green Bay's weakness is stopping the run like Alex talked about no NFL team had more running plays of 10 or more yards than the 49ers this season. That is really what Shanahan wants to do. It's in his DNA. He wants to pound the ball and set up shots downfield. When the 49ers run it and they set up those shots downfield and Purdy in this passing game start clicking, I just think it's a buzzsaw. It's too much for this team to handle. I really like the 49ers in this game, and I get the feeling you guys, it sounds like you guys are both on the same side there. So let's shift to the betting aspect of this. 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite. Where are you putting your money here as far as betting? Can the Packers cover and keep this close, or is it going to get away from them? I'm I'm going to take the Niners in the nine and a half. I think that one thing that we've seen about, about Kyle is that once they have a lead, they like to increase that lead as much as possible. Plus, they always use it to what I call extensive practice because now, guess what? We can run plays that against an opponent where we're not doing it at practice. So, you know, and they and what they want to do is they want to basically send messages to people. So, yeah, I think I, I'll take the Niners in the nine and a half because I think it's going to, once it starts getting ugly, it's, it's an ugly game. We're out of this now. Alex, what about you? You like the Niners to cover here, or do you think Green Bay can find a way to keep this close? Again, looking at the weather, it's going to be 62 degrees, but it's 91% precipitation. If Aaron Jones and that defense, excuse me, that offense can do anything, I think I'm going to take the under, and I think I'm going to take Green Bay and the points here. And again, this is strictly based upon I'm looking at going to be 91 precipitation if you know anything about northern california when that rain comes down even though it's going to be a nice uh 62 but you know raining heavy throughout that game i'm going to take the i'm going to take the packers and the points here I'm with Terrell on this one, Alex. I've got the Niners. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. Typically, I don't like to lay that many points, especially in the regular season. But you kind of have to shift the way you bet when it comes to the playoffs. You hit on it perfectly, Alex. This Green Bay team ahead of schedule. You put it perfectly. They've, I mean, they really got it going, I should say, especially in the second half of the year. But I think the feel-good story ends here. Too many weapons on offense for the Packers to stop. I think the 49ers defense can get pressure on Jordan Love. If the Packers didn't just blow out the Cowboys, I think this line is more likely to be at 11, 12. Yeah. It might even be a 13-point line. I think what happens is, is when we see a performance like that, we see these lines shift because suddenly people think, oh, there's value on the Packers. Look how good they played. This Niners team is a heavy favorite for a reason, and I feel comfortable laying the points. Like I said, offense, defensive line, too many mismatches in this game. For me to ignore underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports 
I personally love the Pick'em game. Just pick between two and five players to build a Pick'em entry. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up today with promo code PGF. That's promo code PGF to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. The official ticketing app of Pint Glass Football is now SeatGeek. I can't recommend them enough, guys. I've been using SeatGeek for years. You want to go to a game this season? SeatGeek is here to take the confusion out of buying tickets, making sure you get the best seats at the best prices. With SeatGeek, you'll never have to worry about overpaying for tickets again. How? They put a 0-10 to 10 score on each ticket, so you know you're getting a good deal. But here's the real game changer. You can get $20 off your first ticket purchase with the code PGFPOD. That's right, $20 off with code PGFPOD. This season, make every game day epic with SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app and remember to enter the code PGFPOD to grab your $20 discount. You know what's important when you're having a good time? Staying hydrated. And that's where Liquid IV comes in. The category winning hydration brand that's fueling your well-being. With just one stick of Liquid IV, you get two times faster hydration than water alone. Plus, five essential vitamins to keep you feeling your best. And let's not forget about the convenience factor. The packaging is perfect for on the go, whether you're tailgating or just hanging out on the couch. But what really sets Liquid IV apart is the amazing flavors. Personally, I'm all about the Concord Grape and Lemon Lime. And with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients to give you the hydration and nourishment you need. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code PGFP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code PGFP at liquidiv.com. Zencaster is the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. It provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Zencaster's post-production process takes the headache out of audio production. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button. Coordinating all your guests to record in person is painful and tedious. Easily invite up to 11 participants per recording with one click. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code PGFP and you'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Maybe the game of the week here. This one I know everyone's circling. Chiefs, Bills, right now the Bills are a just a short favorite, two and a half points. This game is going to be Sunday, 6.30 Eastern on CBS. 
Terrell, once again, I'll start with you. Give me your overall thoughts, takeaways on this matchup. I, you know what? I, I like the Chiefs in this, in this matchup. Number one, their, their defense is playing very, very well. And we know that if you can force Josh Allen to make a couple turnovers, that's going to give you, you know, some good field position. And even though the, the Chiefs have had problems on the, on the offense, you know, when, you come, when it comes to the playoffs, it's a whole different animal. It really is. People are more focused. They see that goal in sight. And basically, you know, a lot of players who are, could potentially become free agents or on one-year deals, whatever it is, this is what we call a job interview. Just about everybody is going to be watching the playoffs. So they want to perform at their best. And we all know the athletes, they're, they're prideful people. And we know that the Chiefs have not been happy the way that they've been performing on the offense. But I think they, I think they shore things up. So, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I, I, like them, I like them a lot, even though it's Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. But still, there's something about that guy that is hard to bet against him. Alex, what about you? I think I know which way you're leaning here because I think I know my co-host pretty well at this point, but I'll, I'll let you tell it. What way are you going here? Chiefs, Bills, obviously it's a close line. I think Vegas sees this as a close game, but who do you like here? Well, I'm taking the defense and the run game because you have those two things and they travel very well. I've been saying it for probably about the last four to five weeks. The Chiefs are the best defense in the NFL. And by way of saying that is because they are also 30th in negative 11 in the turnover battle. So when you're turning over the ball and you're negative and you're still number two overall, only allowing 17.5 points going into the playoffs, they will continue. And we saw what they did last week to the high-flying Dolphins, even though the Dolphins have kind of left a lot to be desired for throughout the season against any teams of note. But I'm just going to take Kansas City. Two reasons. One, Patrick Mahomes. Two, their running game. And what I've seen from Isaiah Pacheco, they ran the ball. And like I said, it was only, uh, it was only, they only only ran for 3.7 yards per carry, but they were an effective 3.7 yards because you don't want to tackle that guy who runs mean. He runs through the hole and he runs through the hole mean. The other thing that we need to talk about, they already lost Matt Milano for the, for the whole season. Terrell Bernard has not been practicing yes. this week at all. And if you don't have him, now you're really looking at your third, fourth, and fifth in the terms of the depth chart of your linebackers. And a guy like Isaiah Pacheco and the run concepts that they can use with Clyde edwards helaire who seemed to have found sound his second footing right before he's about to hit free agency. Yep. Those two guys, and even with Jerick McKinnon out of the backfield, are going to cause they don't have to do anything special. They don't have to. It doesn't have to be a, a big Kelsey game or a big Rasheed Rice game or anything like that. They can do a lot of damage with their defense as well as with those running backs. And like we talked about before, last week alone, I know Buffalo. A lot of people looked at Buffalo's looking great. If Pittsburgh had some semblance of a quarterback. That is a close game. They had gotten that game down to seven and simply could not move the ball down the field to even get in field goal range. Pittsburgh just didn't have it. And oh, by the way, Josh Allen still was doing Josh Allen type things. He did it again. Although Pittsburgh didn't turn it over, but he was falling out of bounds and threw the ball across his body into the middle of the field again. Stephon Diggs bailed him out. This is something you're not going to be able to do against this Kansas City team. Not only are you going to lay, not only they're going to lay wood to the quarterback, they're going to pick it and they're going to pick it going back the other way for six. One one of the things I was going to ask Alex, and he already brought it was, was Jared McKinnon because he hasn't played much, but I but you know I got a feeling that they're going to use him. But you know if we go back to Buffalo, even when they played Miami, Josh Allen had three turnovers. And if Miami had, you know, a couple more pieces, Miami would have won that game. 
they, they, they still had an opportunity to win that game. So that's why I look at Buffalo the way that Josh Allen plays. And don't get me wrong, he's a very, very good quarterback. But he takes some chances. And it seems like when they have a turnover, that all of a sudden you just see that they get kind of deflated. Yeah, the, the Kansas City defense has been absolutely great this year. There's no doubt about it. But for me, the Kansas City offense is what scares me in this game. They only scored two touchdowns against Miami, and they struggled in the red zone against Miami. And this is a Miami defense that is so beat up. They're signing guys off the street just to field a team. This defense is not good. And they that was a little bit alarming to me. At home, and they're settling for field goals. I don't think you're going to beat this Bills team with a bunch of field goals. They had their backs against this wall. This Bills team did midseason, and they've been playing basically playoff football for months and they just keep winning games. Josh Allen, I know he can be reckless with the football, and that does scare me in this game because I think the turnover battle is going to be huge. But he's been awesome down the stretch, and they've made huge changes to that offense. After changing offensive coordinators, they've led the NFL in rushing since week nine. This team finally has a running game outside of Allen. It's brought a balance and just a whole different dynamic, and it makes them so tough to defend. Also, a guy that people just aren't talking about, Rasul Douglas, I mean, totally changed the identity the second half of the year for this team. Their secondary was really easy to pass on. He came in and started getting turnovers, picks. He's also been an addition to their run-stopping game as well. I think this is going to be a great game here. I really do. It feels like a coin flip game all the way to me, but the Bills are at home here. And I think that just gives me a little bit of an edge here. I'm taking Buffalo. I think they have the more explosive offense. Yes, Kansas City has a great defense, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough stops against this Bills team. I like Buffalo in this spot here. I'm going to lay the two and a half here. Like I said, a short home dog. And I think this line is close for a reason. I just think the Bills are, like I said, the more explosive team on offense. I think it's the difference in this game. Let's wrap it up with the last game here, guys. Buccaneers, Lions. Lions are a six-point favorite. This game is Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Terrell, once again, I'll start with you. What are you looking for in this matchup? Detroit's offense is very, very explosive. I mean, they're, they're very good. But the way that Todd Bowles came out and played against Philadelphia, you know, the way that they continue to blitz, that right there just opened my eyes even more to, to Todd Bowles. But I think with Tampa Bay's offense, it's not great. It's not, it's not very good. And I think Detroit has it. Well, we know Detroit has a better de- – well, they have a good defense. Let's put it that way. The thing that scares me about Detroit is their secondary because they've given up so many yards against so many teams. But I will still take Detroit in this game. Alex, what about you? What what side are you leaning here? Like I said, D- Detroit is a, a favorite here, but I, I feel like this could be a good matchup. Do you like Detroit at home in this game? Well, I don't like Detroit, and I mean, it's been a running narrative of mine, Brad. You know exactly where I'm going, but I'll start where Terrell started with. It'll be interesting to see how Todd Bowles attacks this offense because, one, the Lions have one of the better, if not the best, offensive line in the game. I think with that offensive line, you may want to be a little bit careful on how you come out and not blitz as much as they did there, which I don't think Todd Bowles will do. Now, the reason I'm actually, so I'm picking the Buccaneers, but here's the reason I'm picking the Buccaneers. Every single thing that we saw from the Lions and Rams last week, I'm going to continue to go to it. The Rams do not run the ball. 
I don't know why they're not consistent running, but they're very inconsistent in terms of their play calling and running the ball, but they do not run the ball. Up until their last drive, they had only run the ball 17 times, and that was a very close game. That was a close that was a game that was so close. You should have played bully ball with that run game and really taken the air out of the sale of the Rams because that defense is not a top line defense. It's not what it was two to three years ago where Aaron Donald's had a good year, not one of his dominant years, and there's not enough around him to help to supplement all the other things that they need. So I thought they should have suffocated them with the run. That does not bode well for me. And if the Buccaneers, who seem to have found a little bit of a run game against Philly, if they can find something there and the pass game, because Matt Stafford basically lit you up for 400 yards. So now you come in, you're facing Godwin, you're facing Mike Evans, I, which I believe is a better receiver than Puka Nakua and Tutu Abel, obviously Cooper Cup, but he wasn't the guy during that game as much. But I think that Baker Mayfield, who seems to have found the, found the home, those guys are supporting him on a level that he probably hadn't gotten support before. He's actually matured a lot in this offense as well. I'm going to take a big game from Godwin and Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield lighting up that weak Lions backfield. It's an interesting matchup. The Lions, as we know, they're really led by this offense this season, and the numbers back it up. Yards per play, their third. Scoring, their fifth. Passing yards per game, their second. And rushing yards, their fifth. They're top five across the board. This team can move the football. These teams played each other in October. Detroit got the better of Tampa Bay in that game, 20-6. to six. They outgained Tampa 380 yards to 251 yards. Now, I think the defense and the secondary for Detroit, like you touched on, Alex, they could have problems here in this matchup with Mike Evans, Godwin, and company. But the one guy that I'm really circling here as far as individual matchups, Aiden Hutchinson right now mm-hmm. is playing at a different level. He is on a three-game multiple sack streak and he's going up against an offensive line that has struggled at times in pass protection. So I like how Baker is playing right now. I'm with you. I like the confidence that he's playing with. He's really playing some of his best football, especially in the last five or six weeks. I think if he gets time to throw, he can have a big game here. I, I really do, and that could keep the Bucks in this game. My biggest concern with Tampa Bay is how one-dimensional they are. This is a team that struggles to run the ball. I think the Lions are going to be able to control this game on the ground with that great offensive line that you talked about. I think it's going to set up shots downfield for Goff. I think it's a tough matchup for that standpoint. So right now, like I mentioned, Lions six-point favorites. From a betting standpoint, Terrell, where are you putting your money at here? Oof, that's a good one. I would probably, you know what? I, I would probably take Tampa Bay in the points. I mean, you wouldn't give them six points. Like you said, you know, and you and Alex both said that Baker Mayfield gets hot, you know, that, that secondary. I mean, it could I think it's gonna be closer than what 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 the odds really are. I really do. So I'm I'll take I'll take the Bucks and the points. Alex, you I would say you took the Bucks outright to win this game. So obviously you're gonna take the points here. Right. Do you think this game is close at all? Yeah, I think the game is going to be close. I'm going to give the Detroit that respect that they there's a lot riding on it for the city in terms of the turnaround that they've had. And I just want to say his name again because I don't think I said enough the last time. Brad Holmes, who is a person that a lot of people are not talking about, deserves a lot of credit for the turnarounds, not just Dan Campbell. So, but I'm going to give them I'm going to give them credit, and I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be just as close 
in between between Detroit and the Rams, but I just take Tampa Bay that they're just going to be a little bit more explosive and they're going to make a play that's going to put them over the top. I'm taking the Lions. I like the Lions in this game. I'm going to take the Bucks plus six, though, because I agree with you guys. I think this could be a close game. I think six points is good value from a betting standpoint. I think the Bucks can hang around in this game. And I think that's really what this comes down to is they're going to be able to make enough plays to keep this game close. And I think it should be a really fascinating game here that could come down to the wire, probably a field goal type of game. So give me the six points, but I like Detroit on the money line. Guys, I got to say, this has been an absolute blast. I want to give a special thanks. Terrell Jones, once again, coming on the show. We love having you on here. If you enjoy the show, guys, do us a favor, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm Brad Fowler. He's Alex Higdon. This is Pint Glass Football, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at PGF Podcast.